I've been on three times now on a fairly well-known podcast called Who Are These Podcasts? And uh, I've asked the host of that show, Carl Hamburger, to analyze Blackcast 1 with me. And we'll pull <laughs> clips and we'll talk about it. And uh, his text to me was something along the lines of, even though I'm sure your first episode was close to perfect, there might be something we can goof on. He has no idea. Like, there's <laughs> there's no way that it's it's great. Now, this is the, the beginning part of the show where smart people with podcasts these days play the best part of the show uh, right here at the beginning. Um, I'm not smart enough to do that. So <laughs> I... I won't be doing that. Uh, instead, I'm just going to play our special intro. This is the Blatcast, an occasionally fast-paced but usually laborious and ponderous look at the world. Hosted by Christian Blatt. Today, we commemorate 10 years of the Blatcast with special guest Carl Hamburger, the host of Who Are These Podcasts, in an episode that can only be called Who Are These Blatcasts. I'm Farad Muhammad, and for the past 10 years, I've been asking a similar question. Why are these Bladcasts? Now sit back and get ready to be entertained by a show that clearly doesn't understand math, where an hour can last 176 minutes. And now, here's Christian Blatt. Welcome to the Bladcast. Thank you so much, Farad Muhammad, for the special intro. And uh, very excited to be joined by Carl from Who Are These Podcasts. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time of uh, joining us. Uh, before we dive in, which we will in a moment, uh, I think uh, obviously I, I, you know, the, the show is uh, very large, but uh, for our audience who maybe isn't familiar with it, just take a quick moment and explain who are these podcasts, and that'll probably help understand the premise of this episode we're doing now. Sure. Thanks for having me, Christian. You've been on my show a few times. It's called Who Are These Podcasts? And basically, we review other people's podcasts from a more of a, a roast style analysis than anything else. It's a, an idea that I got from Opie and Anthony used to do a segment called Jocktober, where they would play bits from other morning shows and then uh, rip on them mercilessly. So that's kind of what we do on uh, Who Are These Podcasts. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just uh, moments that uh, live on, like, you know, Scott Shannon talking about the tree that fell on the house uh, from Jocktober, things that live on to this day, you know. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and... Uh, the fun thing about your show is that uh, some people uh, take it in stride. They think it's kind of fun and uh, it's probably more fun to you when uh, I don't know. Is it more fun when somebody like really reacts badly and uh, then spends a lot more time talking about you or would you rather they take it? it you know, they kind of laugh it off. It can, it can be more fun when we start a little feud back and forth from time to time with uh, some of these podcasters, kind of how we got it started with uh, a regular stuttering John segment because yeah. he did not take it well at all. And called us out. And so then we started uh, ripping on him even more. But, um, you know, I, I, I did a review of this show called Topic Time with Harrison Young and public access show out of the Boston area. And Harrison loved it so much, even though we were ragging on him, but he loved how many views it got. And he had me on his show just recently and we really hit it off and had a blast. So sometimes that works out well, too. Well, we're here to uh, talk about. Uh, the show that we're actually doing now, the black cast, but uh, I feel like it might actually be worth it because you just mentioned Harrison Young and the fact that uh, you were on his show. 
Yes. And uh, I was very excited, as you know, because you had talked about it for a little while. And uh, I, I think that it's one of those things that uh, you, you kind of need to see it to believe. So the audio audience might not actually quite get what Harrison Young is all about. But uh, I think his intro kind of tells you everything you need to know about his show. And I'll just uh, say for, real quick, if people yeah. are listening, if you go to... Yeah, you don't want to interrupt a man while he's snapping. I appreciate no, that. No, obviously, obviously not. <laughs> I, th I thought you were going to pause it. Um, but if you go to YouTube and Google Topic Time Harrison Young, it's worth checking this gentleman out. Yeah. He's interesting. Yeah, and uh, we, uh, you know, it was uh, it was great that uh, you got an opportunity to be on with him. And, uh, you know, I mean, public access is is something that, I mean, you know, it's like the original podcast, you know, I mean, yeah, uh, I think I think it was on on who are these podcasts? One of your guests brought a clip from like some woman who's in her 90s who'd been doing a public access show since the 70s. Right. Yeah. Since 72. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> so it's, uh, it, you know, and and it's fun. I mean, you know, Harrison was a very uh, entertaining guest, uh, you know, a host, I guess. Well, and no, I was gonna, you you're right, because I pretty much interviewed him. I didn't mean for that to happen, but he did most of the talking on that show when he had me on as a guest. I did tell him to look up Between Two Ferns. He wasn't familiar with uh, the Zach Galifianakis show because it's very, if you haven't seen Harrison Young's show, it very much reminds me of... Uh, <laughs> Between two ferns. Yeah, exactly. But real. But he's not yeah, putting but out it, that. Yeah, but he's, he's the real guy. Yeah. yeah. And he's like a distant cousin of Sarah Silverman. And Well, uh, he says that know. they're actually, they're, they're grand, they have the same grandparents. So it's only like oh, yeah. once removed or something like that. But they must not be close because uh, <laughs> no. in the space of like a half second, you got him to say, yeah, she's not that funny anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, that yeah. was great. I go, yeah, I don't think she's funny anymore. No, she's too political. It's not yeah. funny. I was like, all right. So, so clearly she wasn't going to be coming on uh Harrison's show anytime no, soon. I, I'm going to assume not. he made the ask already. You know, if I, if I, well, I it sounded that. like you'd rather talk to Jimmy Kimmel because that's the way he brought it up. He goes, <laughs> you know, my, Jimmy Kimmel used to date my uh, cousin. You know, he was, he was more yeah. interested in talking to Jimmy. <laughs> well, uh, time permitting, we might uh, revisit Harrison Young, but that show is called Topic Time with Harrison Young. And it's one of like three public access shows that he does. And uh, if you uh, look for the episode with Carl uh, and then also the episode with the fake Kardashian, I mean, there's there's no shortage of great content. And uh, I think this yeah. week, Dr. Steve's episode's coming out. I think he recorded it last uh, week. So Dr. Steve of Weird Medicine, who, yes. uh, you know, uh, people fans of the the Opie, Anthony, Jim, Sam universe uh, are very well versed. Actually, even Howard has had Dr. Steve on. That's how good Dr. Steve is. Uh, in any case, uh, as a. Uh, as uh, Carl would say today, we'll be reviewing a show called The Black Cast, specifically episode number one of The Black Cast. This was recorded 10 years ago today, the release date of this podcast, January 24th, 2013. Carl, you and I have both listened separately. Now, we've not discussed the content of it beforehand. So uh, you, uh, being the professional that you are, you have come armed with clips that you can play yourself. And uh, I feel like it, it's only polite for me to uh, 
let you kind of share your thoughts and uh, dive into this. Now, when I first texted you this idea, you had said that, uh, you know, you, you liked the idea, you'd be happy to do it. And you said something along the lines of, I feel like your first show was probably pretty close to perfect, but maybe we can goof on it anyway. Me listening back to it, I don't know how you feel about listening to yourself. It felt pretty far from perfect at times. So much so that when there was a good joke, I was like, oh, good for me. I actually found one, you know. Uh, you'll, you'll have to play that for me. I, I didn't find that. Yeah. Also, I like, to, I like that you're using the word show. You're using that term very loosely out here. It just sounded like you having a conversation with your buddies, but... Yeah, well, and and then, of course, my least favorite part of the show is where just I'm talking. Uh, and uh, there's also the, the, you know, which is essentially what the show still is. <laughs> Ten years later is me talking to people and sneaking some interviews in. But uh, so uh, what, what uh, this was obviously your first time uh, with, uh, taking in a black cast. What did you think of episode one from 10 years ago? All right, so the way it starts off, you have to wonder why you'd even want to start a podcast because you have yep. zero confidence in yourself. You zero. seem to not even want to be there. You can't figure <laughs> out why anyone else would want to be there. Also and, <laughs> and this is how the show starts off. Oh, yes. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never starts. This is Blackcast or Lack of a Better Name, which is the official full title of this little audio experiment get confident stupid <laughs> no first off that the joke that you had out of the gate there the show that never starts didn't make any sense because it started yep. right up it's not like you had started. shine on you crazy diamond as your theme music then you'd be like wow the show never gets around to starting uh, emerson lake and palmer you know uh, yeah right no it was, it was and, just a, I, the sweater song for i don't know 10 seconds and you're right in uh, and and for you know again and and the fact that uh, the the same the beginning of the sweater song uh, also known as undone is the interstitial the, I'm actually not going to take blame for that that was me not being specific to our engineer I I made the people on the radio show stick around and record the show with me afterwards and uh, yeah the lack of confidence was uh, it, it that was probably the most painful part you know jokes that didn't land awkward fills of silence just. The fact that I'm like, yeah, what, you know, I very much wanted to do it. And I think you'll appreciate, I've explained this before, when I decided like, oh, I think I could probably do a podcast. I, uh, you and I both uh, obviously grew up fans of the Howard Stern show. By no means did I ever think that, you know, this is 2014. I think, a, a, you know, a Howard quality show in 2023, we could probably pull that off. But a 2014 Howard show, I, I didn't have that in me. But there's that whole channel built around, you know, Stern fan roundtable, the wrap up show. And I'm like, I can do a show at least as good as the wrap up show. So the idea was, all right, well, we'll do this. We'll talk about the radio show, which you'll notice. We almost don't talk about the radio show at all. Uh, <laughs> and we kind of stick to that. The only smart thing I did is I started uh, having on his guests, uh, regular callers and posters, posters to the message boards to try and get people to listen. But uh, the, uh, the black cast for lack of a better name title, I stuck with it for like a month or so. And then just a, just a friend, uh, you know, uh, so, uh, this guy, Cliff Schoenberg, who'd been a writer on, on Dennis's HBO show and his CNBC show. He's like, what are you talking about? That's a great name for a podcast. Stop saying that. And I'm like, 
Okay. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess he he's not wrong. I mean, as, you, you uh, should have talked to a consultant before episode one. Is, yeah. is what it sounds like to me because it, you get off. So you start. You keep your low self esteem thing going for the oh, first yeah. five or six minutes. I, I definitely. I sit down on the stool and I just keep milking it for you know until the bucket is full. <laughs> yeah. So this is the next thing that you talk about. Eventually, I'll probably rope guests into coming on once in a while. But I figured no one should have to suffer through the first show, except, of course, people who are already being paid to be here. So thanks, guys. Thanks early. It's always good to say, eventually, this show will be worth listening to. I mean, today, yeah. obviously not. Like it's You're daring not. me to listen to this episode. And this happens a number of times. You're like, I don't even know if anyone's listening to this. I doubt it. I'm like, well, now I feel stupid because I am. It happens a number of times in the first five minutes. You know, yes. I, I, I eventually get distracted by talking to other people, so I'm not able to say it as much. Uh, and uh, your clip reminded me of something that I wanted to point out. Uh, it's it's no great loss. This isn't like, you know, uh, finding a, a damaged copy in the basement of Detective Comics 27, the first appearance of Batman. This the the but. The first episode of the Black Cast is uh, is a damaged file, so there's little glitches yeah. throughout. So uh, you heard that in Carl's clip, and you'll hear that in some of mine. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, there's basically one person in particular that I was speaking to in the audience who hated me on the radio show, and he would like post about me on the message board. Uh, so I was kind of like speaking to him, which is not really good broadcasting. Oh, instead. actually, that that's a good segue into my next clip, which Perfect. I call insecurity theater. Um, I will uh, warn any of you who've already gotten these few minutes in, if you already don't like me on the show, this is probably, no, this is definitely not going to win you over. Uh, if you think that there's too much of me and not enough Dennis on the show, this is definitely going to annoy you because uh, there'll be no Dennis on this. You sound like me right after I get done reading my show's subreddit. Like, I just, I just feel so defeated. Nobody likes anything I do. What's the point of it all? That's yeah. not when I hit the record button. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like, uh, it, it's, it's like all in my head. You know, uh, we talked about Howard Stern a minute ago that, uh, that, uh, that Stern fan network really did turn into people just talking about how much they hate the show. And he would mm -hmm. of course read it. And I could see, you know, you could tell like, oh yeah, that's, <laughs> but this was mostly, there's one guy and then also one program director. This was years later. Uh, I, I got so much confidence from doing this podcast, believe it or not, Carl, that within a year I was guest hosting for Dennis. Now, if that had come up on this day, I would have been like, no, we'll just play a best of. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I actually get comfortable. I feel like, uh, I feel like I got at least semi-decent at uh, being an interviewer after this, long after this, uh, because I would write interview. Like, I, like Dennis was used to being on TV, so he was used to actual written out questions, which people who've worked in radio were surprised that I did it. I'm like, I don't know, it's just what he wants. It's fine. So I'm like, okay, so that first time that I guess those are for him, I'm like, I'm just going to read the questions I wrote for Dennis. This isn't that hard. But uh, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of, uh, I, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not oozing with anything really here. I'm not using, you, you don't seem like you have, yeah, you don't really have much of a strategy going into this. No. I would think you'd have some, some notes written down. Hey, this is the first episode of the Bladcast. You yeah. were going to be talking to my buddies. The guys behind the scene will be talking about what's going on at the Dennis Miller show, whatever, something. Instead of just like, something. yeah, this, uh, this is probably going to suck. Uh, if you don't like me, <laughs> I get it. You know, I, I, I'm kind of a loser. <laughs> what <Yeah>. the fuck? <laughs> I know. And uh, the, and I should the, point out real quick, yes. Christian, if you yeah. go back and listen to the first episode of Who Are These Podcasts, which I will never do ever again, 
It is okay. also terrible. And I was uh, not good at this either. So I get I get that part of it. Yeah. And uh, the uh, this episode, uh, sorry to say, everyone is no longer available, but I think that uh, we're spending so much time on it. I think I am going to put it at the end of this episode so people can decide for themselves what it all sounds like. And uh, but is your first episode still out there or were you smart like I was and bury it at some point? It's still out there. When I started who are these podcasts, I was more of the sidekick. I had uh, my buddy Kevin was running the show right. and and hosting it. So it's a different format than what I do now. So it's not as embarrassing. Like we actually did know what we were going to do and we had clips and we talked about podcasts. I, yeah. I didn't come on and just go, guys, I don't know why I'm doing this either. This is going to suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then you go into, and I know you have clips to play too. I don't mean to. Yeah, no, please. Them. You're, you're, you're covering in a, in a better way. Uh, what I was, because uh, I, I mentioned to Carl before we started, this is a 32 minute episode and I've pulled 55 clips. And that's not because they're 55 great clips. There's a handful of them that are like, oh, we'll in future weeks, we'll appreciate hearing our first conversation and stuff like that. But uh, I, I, yeah, so you're you're helping me move this along. So I appreciate okay. it. So yeah, tell me what you've got. So then because it's the end of January, you're talking about Oscar season, you're talking yes. about the movies. And after you do that, it's right back to zero confidence, Christian. So again, that <laughs> segment was called because nobody asked and I ran with it. You really didn't care what I thought about any of these movies, but some of you, and I'm going to say not most of you, but some of you actually listened and I appreciate that. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just sounds like a guy who's going to commit suicide the next day. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, it's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, and uh, I, I do believe I, I, it reminds me of uh, if you've ever seen the first episode of late night with Conan O'Brien, there's this, uh, this cold open where he's going around and everybody's like, good luck. You're under a lot of pressure and everybody's saying a lot of pressure. And he's just like going about his day and he's uh, going to the hardware store and uh, he buys a rope and he goes into his dressing room and he puts the rope around his neck and he's about to step off. And then the stage manager knocks on the door and says, Conan, it's showtime. So then he shrugs and he gets off the stage and goes and does the show. Yeah. So that that's definitely the vibe. You know, I have the rope on for this entire time. Well, that would be the fun way to do that. Yeah. What you did is the opposite. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, I have a I have a notation in, in my clip here. That uh, this is when I explain best picture and my notation to myself is this is a 12 second clip. This clip makes me hate myself. So I'm going to go ahead and share that with everyone. Okay. There's uh, obviously quite a few pictures nominated for best pictures. Ordinarily, I would call them films or movies. But since it's not best film or best movie, I must refer to it as a picture. I, I, I just hated every word out of my mouth there. I was just like, oh, I probably uh, I, I, I wasn't uh, qualified to edit at that time. So <laughs> I, I uh, didn't think about going through and maybe tightening these 32 minutes up into, I don't know, maybe 25. Um, but yeah. And by the way, this is the first, last and only time I led off with a segment called Because Nobody Asked. Uh, I, I, I think by week two, I realized like, all right, maybe cheer up just a little bit. You know? <laughs> yeah, Maybe actually like the people listening want to be listening just for a second. By the way, I didn't pull that clip, but it made me cringe as well. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. what you're going for here, but all and, right. Uh, on Carl's show, there's a, a weekly feature. Well, every episode has a feature called cringe of the week. 
I feel like you could have probably had a 32 minute cringe of the week. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's a few things. Best. Right. Well, yeah. let's let's uh, let's play a clip here of some exciting Oscar talk. And yeah. I always like it when people are breaking down the movies that are up for best picture when they haven't seen the movie. Uh, Life yeah. of Pi. I, I can't see that. I, there's just something about it. When I saw the trailers the first time, I'm just like, well, it's Boat Tiger. It's a movie about a guy and a tiger with a boat. And that's probably not for me. Okay. That's yep. interesting analysis. Now, what yeah. about a movie that you have seen that's up for best picture? How would you describe that? And uh, Zero Dark Thirty, I thought was good. It shall not win. Why? Because I say so. No rationale, no, no analysis. Rationale. Just, well, I like that I, movie, but it won't win. Okay. I'll have you know, Carl, I pulled that clip as well. And in my notation, uh, I, I reminded myself that I wanted to talk about Jim Rome. He tells all of his callers, have a take, don't suck. Yes. I am. Um, <laughs> and don't sneeze. Um, there's a lot of dust in my house because I'm moving. So yeah, have a take, don't suck. And um, I don't have a take and I suck. But wait. I have another clip, which uh, when I talk about Django and uh, I, I, I have a take, but the take Django sucks. is a very flawed movie, an overly long movie, an unnecessarily violent movie, an unnecessarily N-word containing movie, but that's not for me to say. I don't know who I was going for with that. Like, I was like, this is like on the website for the Dennis Miller show. You know, woke wasn't even a term yet. Um, mm. I remember really liking that movie and the way I'm talking about it, I'm like, Wait, am I a different guy? Than, than yeah, I yeah. I, I was very offended by the language used in this movie. Lest anybody think I enjoyed that, because I I do not enjoy that at all. No, 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 not at all. Also, uh, I, I now tell me if I'm wrong about this. Maybe I missed it, but you talked about all these movies. You didn't bring up Argo, which is the movie that ended up winning that actually year. won, and I liked it. <laughs> I remember watching that movie. It and, didn't even uh, bring it up. I, I don't even mention it. Yeah, that's that's there's no clip for that because that didn't happen. Yeah, uh, but uh, I did make the note. I'm like, wait, why did I not talk about the movie that won? Uh, there was a I, I've uh, decided, you know, because this experience made me so down on myself. Uh, I pulled something uh, this clip about I could see uh, giving it to Tarantino because Django was indeed unchained. Uh, that's me picking that. Uh, sorry, I talked over my own clip. I'm yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the ta I, I basically I was like Tarantino could win best adapted screenplay. And, uh, you know, I had the actual list of winners with me. I'm like, oh, my God, I got something right. So I, I wanted to pat myself uh, on the back there. Um, I had a whole thing where I went into uh, and the clip is 47 seconds long. And, uh, you know, the thing that I learned from the first time I was on your show Carl, is that the clip should be what 15, 20 seconds. And every once in a while, like you say, like, sorry, this is 30, but here's a reason why, you know, uh, I, I remember pulling like really long clips the first time I was on. So um, I'm not really going to get into it, but I had this clip where I really talk a lot about Denzel Washington's ass. Uh, and mm. I do stand behind the fact that we probably at that point in his career didn't need to see his real ass. He could have had like a, a stunt ass. And I was just like, all right, that's the first, that, you know, that's a good like 12 minutes into the podcast. I'm like, all right, at least I'm bringing something to the table, but maybe you disagree. Well, listen, if you want to talk about Denzel Washington's ass, you could do that after I, I hang up because uh, <laughs> I think I think my wife's making dinner right now. Um, yeah, if, if that's what you consider your, your hot take from this episode, I'll, I'll give it to you.
I, I you know, the there were they were very uh, slim pickings. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so you uh, you already played the way that that segment ended. And I don't know. I mean, I think that if I was trying to make a podcast that people would want to listen to, I would have started with, you know, having like all the guys on with me at once and then gone and done the individual segments, which is what I ended up doing. Oh, no, 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 so, no. You want to put the listener to sleep and also yeah. dare them to listen to the rest of the show. That No, you definitely did it the right way. This is the perfect yeah, format. No, look, I think you've heard uh, you, you've uh, aired a number of podcasts on your show that uh, I think that uh, they definitely set out. Uh, you know, this is basically my Tom Myers monologue, you know, where <laughs> it's just like put the bad stuff up front. Um, but well, all uh, of Tom so, Meyer's show is bad. That's it's hard <laughs> it's not to. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that, uh, you know, and, and the thinking was like, all right, well, the Oscars are coming up. That seems like something timely to talk about. Uh, and, uh, I, I, you know, before we move on from it, uh, this was uh, my favorite. This is probably the only, uh, Leonard Malton name drop you're going to get in your life. This movie, Amore, it's, if you heard, I had no idea what that movie was before Leonard Malton came on our show and talked about it. I feel like I'm trying to sound impressive. And that made me, you know, there's so many times that I, I wanted to hate myself when I was listening to this. I'm like, all right, you know, Leonard Malton, I, like I could have Leonard Malton on this show today. You know, I, I, if you just call him and he'll be like, sure, I'd love to talk about movies. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> it, there's a part later on since you brought that up. Sure. Because you guys do work with Dennis Miller on the radio show, you have celebrities on that show that you get to talk to for like a minute or 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. And that was one of the discussion points you had with, um, oh, who was it? Ken, Ken Walter, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so where, where uh, who was your favorite person to talk to for 15 seconds? <laughs> and, and the answer, I believe, is Tom Hanks. Uh, right. Because, uh, Tom Hanks is a great, like, hey, Tom, just hang on. We're going to be uh, back from commercial in about three minutes. Okay. So that was probably the best of those interactions was Tom Hanks. So <laughs> pretty impressive uh, stuff. Yeah, no, I know. And uh, yeah, so Ken got to uh, talk to uh, Tony Francona that morning. Tony, Fr Terry Francona. Terry, I didn't yeah. his name right. Yeah. But um, all right. So we moved on from the exciting Oscars talk. And, you know, Carl, I think you probably heard that. And you're like, well, I can see how this has gone on for 10 years. Obviously, <laughs> you laid the groundwork for a show that people are going to continue to want to download and be like, I want to spend a decade with this. Right. Uh, what What were some other observations? All right, so then you get into the next segment, which is nerd talk. Yep. And one of the things you do, and I, I think I have an example of this, is you say, okay, we're going to be back in just a moment. Did you think yep. you were going to have commercials at some point? Did you think sponsors were knocking on the door? <laughs> we'll be back after this. And yeah, then you play no, that... five seconds of Weezer, and then, hey, we're back. Yeah, uh, BetterHelp uh, didn't exist then, so right. I wasn't able to solicit for them. <laughs> Uh, no. So that was, uh, that was me just trying to create less work for the engineer because I felt bad enough as it was. So that was for somebody to come into the studio, but then we ended up editing anyway. So, oh, okay. you know, it, yeah, it was me not understanding how radio works. I, I thought you wanted to sound like a radio show. I, Cause yeah. I, there's a guy that we've highlighted a number of times named Patrick Michael. Most Patty Seacups, of course. Patty Seacups, yeah. the most prolific podcaster ever. He's, he's hosted over 100 different shows. And what he likes to do is he likes to, like, all right, we'll be back after this. And he'll, he'll have the music come up a little bit and then he'll go back down again. He's like, he's just pretending to do a show. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of fun. Yeah, no. And uh, I mean, embarrassing, but yeah. It's incredibly embarrassing. <laughs> and all right. uh, yeah, I, um, 
I did that for a while just as a way to sort of, you know, uh, you know, delineate between segments. But then you realize like, oh, yeah, but what if uh, you do it in the other way where it's like, all right, thanks, Carl. It's great to talk to you. Well, now we're going to turn and talk to, you know, whoever. And then you just edit it in and it sounds like they were sitting right there, you know. Uh, so, right. yeah, I think I think I learned some things the hard way. <laughs> ah, no worries. So let's talk about nerd talk with yes, William Sterling, a.k.a. Agent Starling. Yes. And it starts off with some spicy Doctor Who talk. What I like about this show is that even if you don't know anything about the subject, it doesn't stop you from having a conversation about it. <laughs> I don't know anything about Doctor Who, but apparently there's this one version, because there's been a lot of different people who've played Doctor Who. Yeah. There's this one guy that everyone likes the best, and uh, this is Christian's background on that the only modern doctor who episode that i've seen i i guess they were showing them on bbc america and i was home you know at 11 in the morning because our day ends pretty early as we mentioned and i saw one with david Tennant is about to start and i'm like all right well this is the one that everybody says is great let me watch this episode so you've seen one episode one. yeah of of I, this I, show I, and you you're I, like let's talk about it let's talk about how much i don't like it and uh, the reason this is funny is that by the end of the year, I like watched a few of them and I'm like, okay, this isn't my favorite sci-fi show. Uh, but uh, as a nerd, I'm like, all right, I kind of get it. So uh, I'm very gung-ho about how much I don't like it. And I spent a lot of time in this episode uh, talking about it. Um, and uh, yeah, so you're right. It's a lot of, uh, you know, talking about movies that I didn't see, why they won't win. Talking about why Doctor Who is terrible when I'd watched one episode. I think any show, if you pick the episode that Kylie Minogue is a guest star, it's probably, you know, not their best foot forward. You know, I'm just guessing. But uh, so, yeah, I, I did that. I uh, we, we did have a conversation about how in the 70s there was an actor who I now know his name is uh, Tom Baker. He wore the really long scarf. And I think when people know anything about that show, that's kind of the image that they're like, oh, yeah, I remember. I've seen that guy. And uh, we have a whole conversation about how the, the current doctor at that time wore a bow tie. And then uh, we put forth an idea that uh, I think we ran with it. And I don't know if we should have. And the current one, his name is Matt Smith. He's but he has a like bow tie. 30. Yeah. So, so he's, he's is, he, and... is he rocking the bow tie? He's trying to bring it back. He's rocking the bow tie. I think like, he's Even Tucker, Tucker Carlson gave up the bow tie, though. But because Tuck Tuck has that, like, sort of smarmy, like, hey, kind of look That's with the true. bow tie. That's a good the point. The doctor's quirky and weird, and he travels through space and time. If Tucker Carlson could travel through space and time in a blue police call box. And we don't know that he can't, by he, the way. If he could, if he yeah. showed up in the studio in his TARDIS and was like, hey, I'd be like, put the bow tie back on, Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> you are the doctor. There have been no I get mad at myself. I get mad at myself. <laughs> I get mad at myself for laughing there. And uh, yeah, uh, and uh, Tucker Carlson was one of our regular guest hosts on the old radio show. And uh, for whatever reason, Dennis decided that he would call him Tuck Tuck. And uh, the only reason why I, I highlighted that was because it made me think of, you know, 2023 perception of Tucker Carlson, whereas like in 2014, in general, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that guy. You sure. know. <laughs> Now he's like on, on on some version of Mount Rushmore broadcasting with like Alex Jones and, you know, just uh, the way that people uh, react so badly to him. But, uh, yeah, look, uh, guy wears a bow tie reference to other guy who wears a bow tie. I don't know. I think uh, I think I felt like some that was some of my finest work uh, on January 24th, 2014. Also, I'm also I'll just, embarrassed I'll just point that out. I'm not. I, 
sorry, I'm also embarrassed that I'm not hiding my clips the way I thought I was, but that's all right. People can see the soundboard as I play it. That's fine too. Oh yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, I also wanted to point out there that Dennis Miller can give people fun nicknames. He can yeah. he can get away with calling Tucker Tuck Tuck. I don't know that anybody else can. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it works. We, we, we used to have Jake Tapper on the show all the time. He's on CNN now. And yep. uh, Dennis decided that he would call him Tap Tap the Chiseler, which is apparently a villain from Underdog, which, you know, only in Dennis's head did something like that exist. So then Tucker became Tuck Tuck. But uh, I mean, I've met Jake Tapper in person and I didn't be, you know, I didn't go tap, tap, <laughs> tap, tap. bring it in, buddy. <laughs> good, good thinking. Good thought on yeah, that one. I don't know. Just... All right. So then we get into some Battlestar Galactica conversation. Yeah. And this is a show that, you know, but William doesn't. So this is great because both of you are talking about things you can't possibly have a conversation together about. And uh, apparently this is the reason why William's not into it. Yeah, well, you and I talked about uh, Battlestar Galactica and the problem was that it was too serious for you. And I think you said you watched the miniseries and like 10 episodes. Yeah, right? I tried. So you, you know, you gave it the try. And it's like, if you weren't one over at that point, I don't think you'll be one over. Battlestar Galactica is too serious. Yeah, they're trying to annihilate the human race <laughs> out of existence. They're at war. Yeah. That's a yeah. little serious. That's a serious yeah. thing. Yeah, no, I mean, the uh, it's like if you want to have fun with Battlestar Galactica, you go ahead and you you watch the 70s one, you know, because that's very lighthearted. You got you got Dirk Benedict, who I give a name drop at some point in this episode. And uh, that was fun. Yeah, the the, the like post 9-11, like dark Battlestar Galactica is like, yeah, well, they weren't trying to have fun, you know. And right. Uh, but I did tell him, I'm like, look, you listen, you watch 10 episodes. It's like if you're not in, then, you know, stop and. I think that uh, that's a, a trend that continues over the last decade is people watching shows that they don't like and they know they don't like. And uh, I don't know. I have two small kids, so I don't even have time to watch the shows I like. So right. I, I don't blame Will for not deciding, like, let me go to Battlestar Galactic episode 11. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of talk about stuff that we don't know. Um, and uh, I, I want to transition to our uh, Guy Talk segment, which <clears throat> a segment that is eventually – renamed uh let's see it's eventually renamed uh coltrane's corner because uh he wanted to get his name into it and that's how people know that segment um i felt like i have a really hot take on the way uh playoffs work in uh, two of the major uh leagues out there carl I, I don't know you probably can't dispute with uh what i have to say here the nhl it's it, as long as there's good teams in it uh it can be exciting the uh the nba finals uh, it really depends or not even the finals but the playoffs it really depends on on who gets into it so yeah if good teams are uh, in the playoffs in a sport uh, the games tend to be better and uh, yep. carl you probably didn't know that but when you woke up this morning you know it's it's weird because a lot of times the good teams are the ones that make it to the playoffs and eventually yeah. the finals. Yeah. yeah. It's weird how that yeah. happens. I mean, uh, as, as we're recording this, yeah, your your Bills beat the Dolphins. Uh, the the Giants beat the Vikings. It's very exciting things that happen. Uh, if, uh, if, if, a, if a bad team had uh, played one of those teams, you'd be like, oh, cool. That's great. I, I don't know if I need to watch. You know, there was the... The the, the you, like I guess it's it's tough though because uh, there there I was going to make a point and then I'm like wait there was that uh, there's the game that the Chargers uh, blew over the same weekend where they were up 27 to nothing so you know what there is no real point to make from it but uh, again that's something I'm like if I listen back to the episode I'd be like I don't think I said anything there Maybe well I should take that out I'll, I'll tell you this though since you brought that up 
Tampa yeah. Bay should not have been a playoff team. That division is so bad, somebody had yeah, to win true. it. And they proved that last night by getting totally destroyed by the Cowboys. They played as well as the Cowboys kicker, their entire team. <laughs> right, so. exactly. The, the, the Cowboys can't get an extra point, but it didn't matter. It did not know? matter at all for the point <laughs> yeah. spread. Yeah, um, so that. now you guys are talking sports. So you got Coltrane on there. He's the, the yep. guy talk sports talk he's guy. He's the guy guy around. Yep. Yeah. We're going to talk about sports. And of course he's from the Boston area. So yep. he's a Patriots fan of the Patriots that just lost. And he says this first question. Are you going to watch the Super Bowl? In fact, I will not be watching the Super Bowl. I will find something other to, other than that to do. Okay, well then maybe this shouldn't be the guy on the sports talk segment. If he's not going to watch the not. biggest sporting event of the year, I don't care if your team lost or not, you have to watch the Super Bowl. Everybody watches the Super Bowl. Yeah, and and uh, I feel like the only people that have ever t like made that declaration of like, well, I'm not going to watch, were Patriots fans because they would be in every few years. And they're like, no, I'm not going to go, you know. Uh, when I was really little, my parents didn't really follow sports. So that would be the night like we'll go to the movies and we'll go out to dinner and there's going to be nobody out. But then like I was at school and I'm like, oh, wait, everybody's talking about that that thing that uh, that they watched. And I, I didn't see it. And like, you know, if you didn't see the commercials on Super Bowl Sunday when we were kids, it's not like you saw them again. You know, they're, right, they're that Apple YouTube. commercial it literally literally aired once, you know, yeah. the 1984 commercial. So, uh, yeah. And um, fun fact more for our our black cast audience but uh this might help you understand our friend ken walter aka coltrane uh by the way dennis nicknamed him coltrane uh because of uh there's a there's a line that gene hackman has in royal tannenbaums there's a a black gentleman and he says uh, you doing my wife coltrane so he decided that ken who is black his name would be coltrane and uh you know it make it all makes sense and uh it, you know in 2023 that might be problematic but in 2014, yeah. everything was great, Carl. Everything was better. Uh, but anyway, one of the thing I was going to tell you is that uh, the the year, I guess it would have been the year that they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Uh, Ken called in sick the next day after the Did Super he? Bowl. He yeah. just couldn't. He just couldn't uh, come in the next day. So you know, uh, I take sports very seriously, but uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> we did something. Like we had had endless uh, sick days. I, I would save those days. But anyway, yeah, I don't know that uh, that. Uh, there well, did he work with enough. a lot of Giants fans? Because that would be the one thing if you wanted to yeah. avoid those conversations for one day. I could understand no, I it. I don't even think I would have said anything to him, you know, because <laughs> right. I would have known, you know, but yeah. And it's like, I think if you work on a sports show where you're like, Oh my God, we're going to spend like an hour on it, you know, but uh, I, I don't know, but uh, well, here's, fun a, here's a quick, yeah, quick anecdote for you. Now I used to work in marketing and of course yeah. in marketing, the is a big deal because it's, you know, it's the biggest advertising buys. It's the biggest budgets for all these things. And I was working with a client who I had a meeting with the Monday after the Super Bowl. And I brought up to her something about one of the commercials or whatever it was. I mean, she's a marketing professional at a pretty large company. And she goes, oh, the Super Bowl was last night? I didn't even know. <laughs> and I've never heard anyone ever say that before. Yeah, because even people who don't watch because they don't care about sports, they usually know, like, oh, yeah, I couldn't make plans with my friend. Because, right, they get invited to you know. a party or yeah. something. Right, there's something going on that they would know. I mean, I don't even think you can go out to dinner on Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, there may be sports I mean, bars, but not a lot of restaurants are open. Yeah, but regular restaurants tend to have a TV, at least in, I don't know, at least in Southern California. Like, you yeah. know, apart from 
I don't know if Wolfgang Puck's restaurants have it, but in general, like any restaurant that I could afford to take my wife to, you know, if, if we're going to the Olive Garden, the uh, the TV will uh, will be on. on, on you guys must have Sunday. some very fancy Arby's out there in L.A. because uh, uh, we, no we still have the ones with the big hat signs because uh, old neon signs last longer out here. Jealous, Carl. I know you makes are. sense. Okay. Does yeah. make sense. Uh, All right. So anyway. now, now we're going to talk. And this is one of the jokes that I wanted to analyze with you. Please. We're going to get into some Bobby Valentine talk because Bobby Valentine was the manager for the Red Sox one year, one season only, 2012. Yep. And, of course, uh, he managed your New York Mets for a few years there. So this is something you guys can both talk about. Now, yeah, what course. I said to Red Sox fans is people probably know, some of you know that I'm a Mets fan, so I know Bobby Valentine. I know Bobby Valentine, uh, particularly from the end when it did not go well. Uh, I didn't think that was going to be his first year with the Red Sox. I thought that there was going to be, you know, a month or two where things were going well, and they're like, yeah, he's such a character, because we liked him for a while. But no, it went right to the part where everybody hated him. It's like he skipped that part. It's like he doesn't have that He doesn't have that gear anymore. He just goes right into fifth, and fifth is, you know, basically douchebag miles per hour. What do you think you were going for there? The fifth gear is basically well, douchebag miles per hour. Yeah, I think uh, if I had correctly used that metaphor, it would have been first gear. Uh, but also, Carl, you heard how many glitches there were in that clip. I think that's yeah. the only reason I sound so stupid there. I think, oh, right. I think, yeah, we, we yeah. probably pulled out the words that made that make sense. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> if you hadn't got in and doctored that clip, I think I had a really good point of, uh, you know, Bobby Valentine's a good manager when your team's winning, but you don't want him around when they're not. I don't know. Maybe I could have said that, but uh, I did. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I think uh, I, I liked the phrase douchebag miles per hour, but I'm like, yeah, but it also is like, I think I'm just trying to stop a sentence so the next person can talk, which, as you know, is what you want to do in any kind of broadcasting. You want to just be like, I'm going to stop talking so the other person can talk. Uh, I think as the host of the show, I was like uh, someone that you've highlighted. I was basically Chad Zumach's co-host, Tyler, who he always <laughs> yeah. throws to. And he's like, what do you think about that, Carl? I mean, what do you think about that, Tyler? I don't know, man. I don't even have an opinion on that. Yeah, I don't you know? know, man. Not paying attention. <laughs> it's always yeah. good. He's he's John Travolta in the front seat of the car in Pulp Fiction. No, man, I don't even have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. I uh, yeah. I think you know I, what it is, though, Christian, because listen, I've been guilty of this, too. Sometimes you start with a metaphor or something like that. You're just like, yeah, you know, he doesn't even have that gear anymore. And then you try to make it make sense. And sometimes it works. And you go, poof. I got out of that one. And then other times you're like, ah, shit, I should have just stopped immediately and told everyone I'm an idiot. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I love people. I can, I, that's one of the things I can pick up on. Cause I listen to so many different podcasters. Now yeah. the people who start a sentence, not knowing where it's going to end and hoping that it'll end well for them. That's one of my favorite things to notice about broadcasters, because that can get you in a lot of trouble if you don't really know what you want to say. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I, I think every once in a while, like, you know, you open your mouth and then you end the sentence with something that's actually like legitimately funny. And you're like, oh, that was great. But then, you know, that's one time out of what, 20, you know, right. <laughs> the rest yeah, of it is like, yeah. I, like, I don't really know what I'm saying. Yeah, if you could hit uh, 300 with that, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> right, so exactly. this is a weird conversation. You guys start talking about hockey and basketball because it's January. There isn't a lot of baseball talk to be had yeah. obviously and no. this was a just a weird point i thought i i can't wait to see some highlights of uh the best fights but uh 
That's what I look forward to from no, the NHL. I, look, the fights are actually pretty good. I, I know some people get mad about the fights and everything, but the fights are actually pretty good, and there's a strategy involved in it. It's not just fighting for fighting. It's fighting to get your team motivated. It's fighting because someone goes after one of your players. There's, there's reasons behind it, so it actually makes sense. Now, you didn't say anything about how they got to get the fighting out of hockey or anything like nope. that. And nope. for some reason, Coltrane goes, look, and I know people don't like fighting, but it actually is pretty cool. It's like, everyone loves fighting. Yeah, no, I've no, been my, to lots my, of hockey games. Yeah. The fights are the best part. My my point was actually the opposite, as I'm yeah. like, I'm only excited about the fights, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I think I, I've enjoyed attending hockey in person, watching hockey on TV, like a regular season hockey game. I, I must have that on the TV because I'm, you know, like, like I'm doing now packing up boxes and working on moving, you know, because who is Ken uh, talking to in his life that people are complaining about fighting and <laughs> hockey? Well, <laughs> the, uh, the, wh whoever he's hanging out with on Super Bowl Sunday, who also doesn't want to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's right. That's who he's talking okay, to. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, so after that segment, we do end with the show with what became a fairly popular segment. Uh, people knew our, our technical director, Liev, who uh, left us shortly thereafter, not because he died, because he got a really good gig. He's a co-host on a country morning radio show uh, in the L.A. area now and has been for a while. He's he's done so well. He's upgraded to a newer station since then. So he's had two on-air morning gigs since he was on with us. And, uh, you know, he's he's the one who's uh, doing the best. But uh, he loved Tim Tebow. So to me, it seemed like as as an idea for a segment, do you feel like, oh, let's let this guy talk about Tim Tebow for a minute and I'll cut him off. Do you think the idea works or is the idea actually not as strong as I thought it was 10 years ago? I didn't get it. I didn't understand <laughs> what the point of it was. Yeah. I, you know, I, I assume that the guy was a Tim Tebow fan, but yep. Tim Tebow was always a terrible NFL quarterback and he won games because they had a good defense in Denver those those years. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't quite pick up what you were putting down on that one no no me me either. also can i say something crazy I, if i was offered that gig that you're talking about he he has a, a awesome morning show gig i don't think yeah. i would take it i'd rather have a podcast than be on a, a morning radio show is that crazy no i would too actually i i mean i i've been doing the podcast for 10 years uh because of all of the morning radio gigs that i have turned down okay uh, yeah and uh you know, I was I was able to, uh, you know, revive working with Dennis Miller on podcasts, but that was only two days a week. But, uh, you know, I again, I turned down a number of radio jobs to uh, do that. Yeah, as well. that, dying mediums. I worked at a newspaper Now I worked in what was called the new media department. So it was the website. But I worked for a newspaper <laughs> from 2001 to 2005 and it was yeah. a Gannett newspaper and it was so depressing going into that building and just there's layoffs every year and the newspaper shrinking and shrinking and we can't get people to subscribe. And it was just like b being part of a dying media is not fun. I would not want to be at a radio station right now. Right. I know you referenced that uh, recently as kind of a, a way it relates to uh, sort of a, a great moment in Howard Stern show history, which I know you uh, covered on uh, what's the blind Mike show that he does for his Patreon, the comedy show. Yeah. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? You talked yeah. about what's become known as the Pelican brief, which is, you know, Howard telling everybody why they're all so terrible and why they're not working so hard. And hey, oh, let's make sure that and threatening let's make jobs. sure we turn the show. Let's make sure we make the yeah. show garbage. Yeah. Well, sorry. What are you <laughs> right. 
Well, no, he was he was threatening them with their jobs. I was in a lot yeah. of those meetings where it's like, you know, if we don't turn this around, there won't be a newspaper next year. And it's like, yeah. that's not a great motivator for people no. because, you know, A, I can go work somewhere else. You know, I'm in marketing. It, I can market yeah. whatever. So it wasn't like, oh, no, I need this place to succeed so badly. But also it just kind of pisses people off when you do that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's close the book on the the Blackcast episode one with uh, two moments. Uh, I want to I want to get uh, Liev's voice on the show. Uh, this is a this is kind of him having the laugh of the episode. Uh, and well, we're doing the antithesis of guy talk because you're going to rant and rave for exactly sixty seconds about how much you love the. What does anesthesia mean? So him not understanding big words, uh, I think that that's what people came to the show for. And uh, I was just like, all right, good for him. You know, he he knew his role was to be like, I, I you know, I, for some reason I said antithesis. And he's like, yeah, I don't I don't know what that is. So uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to get him into this clips package. And Carl, yes. I'm going to play the ending of this episode one. And uh, you tell me if I do a good job convincing people to uh, subscribe and listen to episode two. And this has also been the first ever Blackcast, for lack of a better name, podcast. See you guys next time. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm back ne the next week, obviously, if I'm just a listener, you know. Oh, for sure. Now, I do have just a couple more clips that I want to hit before we, Please. Yeah, we kill this one, if you don't mind. So no, no worries. This is as you're talking about the Doctor Who stuff back in the nerd talk section of the show. You um, you want the listeners to to weigh in. Well, any of our DMZ members who want to weigh in on this, they can write to the aforementioned blatcast at gmail.com. All right. So my question is, this was 10 years ago. How many emails were you reading that next day? I mean, that must have been a huge time suck. All the people who are emailing you about their hot Doctor Who takes. Yeah, uh, one guy uh, ended up being on the show. This guy, Rob Lorch, who was a regular, a very funny guy, does a, an amazing Craig Gass level Gene Simmons impression. Uh, so he he got in touch with me. So then he and oh. Will talked about Doctor Who, and I just basically sat back. You know, it was <laughs> I had the, I had the over under at point five uh, yeah. emails There's, coming so, in. So, so, so yeah, it was so, the over. Uh, All right, good. Well, I, yeah, I, I won the over. In that <laughs> All right, good yeah, for you. Absolutely. That's that's. Impressive. And then there was this fun little segment. It sounds like you guys rehearsed this. Uh, so that's what I'm personally looking forward to, but together, you, myself, and the other guys on the show, what movie are we collectively looking forward to? Pain and Pain. Gain! Yes! Nailed it. Yeah. We, uh, we, we did spend the first like three months of the show talking about how excited we were for Pain and Gain for three months. But yeah, we, we did rehearse it, and clearly the rehearsal <laughs> time paid off. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I, I remember... Uh, Mark Wahlberg, The Rock. I remember Painting Game being amazing, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but, I had to look. Uh, I, it up. Really... I had to look up what it was. I'm like, I think yeah. they said Painting Game. I had to Google yeah. it to see yeah. what it was. And then just one more clip that I have on here because again, you you got to get confident, stupid. This is how you end <laughs> the guy talk segment of the show. All done. All done. And speaking of all done, this has been our guy talk segment. Again, I'm going to try and come up with better names for all this stuff. And uh, we yeah. welcome your suggestions at blackcast.g. No, blackcast at Gmail. I said at first. <laughs> it threw everything off. I'm used to Twitter. Oh, 
It's always good to say. And by the way, this is going to be so much better. Tell me how to do this because I don't know what I'm doing. This is this is a yeah. bad idea. This bad bad sex. Why did I even do this? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm nowhere near as good as the Howard Stern wrap up show, uh, despite what I said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, Carl, I appreciate you uh, giving a listen to that. And uh, I think that uh, uh, let's just say, you know, I know that uh, I was put in touch with you by a mutual acquaintance, Kevin Undergaro, who's been a huge help of me. I'm just glad that he didn't say, hey, you should think about having this guy on the show. Here's a, uh, an, <laughs> here's a uh, file of uh, Blackcast episode one. See if you'd like to have him on your show. Yeah, right. So I appreciate Kevin not doing that. <laughs> I would have thought very differently about him if he had. Yeah. Uh, what I love about uh, who are these podcasts and I won't keep you too much longer, but uh, I love the, uh, some of the regulars that you have on there. And uh, I, I think that uh, I was going to try to explain someone, but I'd rather let him explain himself. So I'd like to welcome people and introduce them to Cardiff Electric. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's potatoes the, following the, me around everywhere. The, the most Ooh. famous podcaster in the world today cardiff thank you so much for taking the time to say hello to us thank you i believe uh my new title is king of all podcasting yes that's why that's probably true yeah. and uh where where do you stand on uh, chad zumach i feel like you're a fan right you feel like uh he's gotten a bad rap yes we're good friends me yeah and chad. that's what i, like. I will not i will not badmouth the chadster nor should you. Uh, yeah. And uh, I wanted to uh, give Carl a chance to uh, talk about, because in addition to who are these podcasts, there's a couple of other uh, great shows that are put out. I don't know that you really call it the WATP network, but you could. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I know that uh, Cardiff and your pal Vinny have started doing a show. And I grabbed a still from their show last night that okay. uh, is one of my favorite visuals uh, in a very long time. So uh, Vinny comes off as the handsome one. In this photo, <laughs> right there in the middle. Uh, yeah, Cardiff, it almost seems like Vinny has his shit together compared to the yeah. other two. Cardiff, I apologize that my screen grab you had your eyes closed. I didn't realize that until after I had uh, downloaded it. They are my but, second uh, best feature. <laughs> uh, do you want to explain uh, subreddit surfing and uh, for our our visual audience what's going on in this image that I've shared? Yeah, so. Subreddit surfing is uh, a, an amazing new concept in podcasting that uh, Carl has tried to steal from us, but we won't let him. <laughs> we uh, we take a random, well, not so much a random, but we choose a subreddit. And as you, if you've ever been on Reddit, it is uh, a basket of deplorables. Maybe is a good term to use for for what you could find on Reddit. So we we find a counterculture subreddit every week. We, I, we post in there uh, soliciting for guests and then we post the StreamYard link and see who comes on and talk and, to them. Uh, in, the, in the first episode, there was only one moment of what I thought that the whole show was going to be. Some random guy who jumps in with yes. uh, a couple of, let's say, N-bombs and F-slurs in yes. the space of a minute. And uh, you wisely knew to pull the plug on that guy. I honestly thought it was going to be an hour of people doing I reckon, that. I recognize Carl's voice immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't spend a lot of time in the meth subreddit, which is where you found uh, yes. uh, found that subject. Not, well, not well, yet, that... Carl, but uh, 2023 <laughs> is a new year. That's right, buddy. Yes. Uh, that initial that initial episode, the uh, some of the trolls did uh, find the post quickly, and I had to filter them out. Yeah. Uh, so how did you had to, the you had to filter them? What? Yeah. 
Out. You had a boot. Out. Out. You had to out. them a boot. <laughs> okay. By the way, when I when I messaged Cardiff to ask him if he had time to pop on for a few minutes, I made sure to let him know in Minnesota time yes. because I wanted to make sure that uh, I did the conversion properly. And I'm um, still recovering did... from the big Vikings loss. Yes. Yes. To uh, to to my Giants. And if you uh, you missed out on some uh, some scintillating sports talk from Blackcast episode one from uh, the the from ten years ago, Cardiff. How did uh, now? So Cardiff is responsible for some uh, truly entertaining uh, games that are played at the end of every episode mm-hmm. of Who Are These Podcasts? And uh, what I don't know is, uh, Carl, how did uh, Cardiff first become on your radar? And when did you decide I'm going to turn over a sizable portion of my show to him every Good week? question. Good question. Well, I, I remember how the game show came about because it was our review girl Vic's idea that she would read the different quotes from the our regular people that we goof on and we had right. to figure out who said it. And what Cardiff did is he took that idea, put some production behind it and turned it into a, a whole segment that's worked out very well. Now, since that show, we've tried out some other shows like To Catch a Dabbler mm-hmm. and now our newest show, To Catch an Alien. And basically we find podcasters who are terrible at podcasting, play a little bit of uh, them talking and try to figure out how they're going to end that thought. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting how often the correct answer and who said it is uh, Greg Opie Hughes, who, uh, you know, part of Opie and Anthony and uh, also part of Opie and Jim for a moment in time and, uh, you know, highly successful broadcaster. uh, But, uh, you know, if I wanted to feel better about Blackcast number one, I would just uh, tune into Opie's live stream tomorrow morning and be like, you know what? It wasn't so bad, (laughs) you know, it's unbelievable how bad Opie is if. Any people thought they used to like him on the Opie and Anthony show. He's definitely proven that, that they, they liked Jim and Anthony a lot. That's yeah. why people liked that show. I, I will say I didn't realize how much I hated Opie until your show, Carl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I hated Opie until my show. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, uh, you, 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 do, you know, he, yes, he had, was the first name in the title of the show, but, uh, he at least knew enough in those days that, uh, he kind of sat back, but then when he felt like he was, it was time for him to talk, you know, Anthony, Jim, whoever the guest was, would all be laughing and having fun. And then we know how he would put the brakes on. Let's take a phone call. And, uh, you know, because he's like, I got to do something and that's why I'm here. But uh, he can't do that anymore. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, Opie was part of something that was clearly a great, very important radio show. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Dabbleverse, which I think people don't understand uh, the tie-in. Uh, explain how Stuttering John has an entire Dabbleverse around him. I guess let's start with where the term comes from, which I think is great how the, the term Dabbler was coined. Well, he was on Chrissy Mayer's show. Yeah. And Chrissy didn't realize that he did stand-up comedy. Like, nope, nobody knew, knew that about Stuttering John. <laughs> So people have gone to his shows and not realized he does stand up. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's proven that he doesn't. So she said, Oh, I didn't realize that you dabbled in comedy. And he took such offense to that dabble. He's like dabble in comedy. I've been doing stand up for 20 years. And, yeah. uh, because of that, the, uh, people started coining the term, the dabbler when talking about stuttering John and then dabbler became the term for the people who enjoy making fun of stuttering John. So now they're the dabblers and that's how the dabble verse came about. Right. And uh, because this will be uh, posted uh, before the end of January, uh, let people know about uh, DabbleCon uh, that is coming up there in beautiful Rochester, New York, the first weekend in February. 
February 3rd and 4th, we are having the DabbleCon. WATPlive.com is where you can go to get tickets and more information. We have a stand-up uh, showcase show on Friday night. Then we're doing a live podcast Saturday afternoon. And then the Dabby Award Ceremony Saturday night. And uh, Cardiff is going to be there. We're looking yes. forward to uh, to Cardiff and whatever now, antics he's up to. Yes. Cardiff, are you going to be at the main con? Because I've heard you talk about it. You have a competing event in the tent yes. across the street. In the parking lot across the street, yes. Well, right. now I have two competing events. Subreddit Surfing Con has also launched. <laughs> it will be in the tent next to the tent for Stud John Con. So yes, I will be I will be bouncing around from all three events. All right, this is getting very confusing for people who don't know what we're talking about. But anyway, DabbleCon will be yeah. indoors in indoors. a heated building, yeah. which is where to... it's going to be the most comfortable to be in Rochester which, in February. That was why uh, Chad Zumok said he wouldn't go is because it's too cold in Rochester. And you're like, no, we'll be doing it indoors. Yeah. Uh, WATP Live, I believe, is how people find out about that. And uh, believe it or not, I was like, you know, I, I wasn't looking to be uh, included in it in any way. I was like, I think this would just be fun to watch. As I've mentioned, I'm in the process of packing up my house and moving into another house uh, all by the beginning of February. So uh, my my wife didn't understand. Like, you're going to go to Rochester. Why? For I'm like, all right. So maybe the next live event down the road. <laughs> oh, damn it. You teased me with that just I now. I know. I wanted to. So we're going to see you. Uh, I'm going to be moving, so uh, but, right. uh, I'll, I'll make I'll, I'll I'll make a goal to uh, head out for one of them, uh, you know, a future event. But you know, anything part of the Dabbleverse is uh, you know just uh, stuttering John uh, in his present state. It's it's there's no instincts for broadcasting. It's like he learned nothing being on the staff of the king of all media for as long as he was. He's gotten much worse. And if you listen to recent episodes compared to when he first started his podcast in 2016, 2017, it sounds like a different person. Yeah. And uh, Cardiff, you were uh, blocked a long time ago by studying John, right? And and he will not reinstate you. No. No. And this is the wrath that he deserves for blocking (laughs) me. He, so he, so he everyone should realize don't right. don't block cardiff no. uh cardiff i wanted to uh talk to uh carl about uh, a couple of his other shows before we wrap up because uh you've both been so generous with your time carl more so but uh you know i i told him i'd keep him for about an hour and then i let him go uh cardiff what do you think is a better show who are these socials or the creep off you mispronounce subreddit surfing <laughs> That's fair. Good answer. Uh, that's a that's I, a good answer. I actually like I like both shows. That's Who are these socials? See? I like the concept. What? No one's gonna see this anyway, so I can admit <laughs> this here, right, Christian? That's not right. Yeah. Wait, so, what? I like the concept of who are these socials. It's it's a work in progress, though. Much like I will admit, subreddit surfing has some work to do. Maybe one day we'll do a crossover. Who knows? Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I have a show called Who Are These Socials with my buddy Blind Mike Geary, and um, it's a brand new show. I think we're on uh, six episodes so far. So, you know, we're still still figuring it out. I enjoy it because I don't spend as much. Like, first of all, I'm not on TikTok. So you guys play a lot of clips of stuff that I – it's stuff that I'll hear about, like the, um, the sports reporter in Iowa who, you know, made the viral, you know, was became viral because he was like, oh, this is terrible. I'm outside talking in the snow. But there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, oh, I didn't know about that. So you bring a lot of clips to me because I feel like I don't belong on TikTok. I feel like I don't I spend add- any time on TikTok. So it's all yeah. news to me, too. And, sure. and my favorite thing that you do, I think there's a lot of potential in the uh, entries from Carl's Facebook page or whatever that segment is called, mm-hmm. where you read actual people on your Facebook. 
and uh, you know, looking for book recommendations and, and that sort of thing. Sorry, Vinny uh, is telling me I have to say the creep off. So the creep off is much better. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. I didn't realize that you keep you keep Vinny there at all times in yes, case in you need cage. to do an emergency subreddit surfing. Yes. Uh, yeah, talk about uh, the creep off, which you do with uh, Vinny Polina. Yes, we do the only true crime show made for guys because true crime <laughs> is a whole category that women love. We decided we would do a version for men. It's a it's a competition. Vinny and I come in with different categories today. We did a show, creepiest hockey player, and we had to present who we thought was the creepiest hockey player. People go on our subreddit mm -hmm. and they can vote for who they think uh, won. And then when somebody gets to five wins, the other person has to spin the wheel of consequences. I just had to spin the wheel of consequences and it landed on drive to Gary, Indiana, which I don't know if you know this, but it's not as nice a town as it used to be. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I, I, I thought that it was still just as nice. Uh, <laughs> though I did hear you talking about it on the show. You're actually going to fly to Chicago and then drive to Gary, Indiana, which that's, I, I feel that's like that's plan. Vinny's fault for not stipulating that you have to drive from Rochester to, you know, so it's, you know, so you outsmarted him there. Vinny doesn't put, uh, as much of a premium on his time as I put on mine. So when he comes up with some of these things where it's like, you got to just drive to Gary, I'm like, no, I have shit to do. I can't just go drive to Gary, Indiana. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, the episode I listened to, I think last week you had on uh, Keith Ranieri and uh, Bagwan Sri Ragnish, I think was that guy. Well, actually, there was the woman who works with him, right? Yeah, very good. Him. And I'm like, oh, those are like two... Uh, documentaries that I actually watched and I remember those and I was like, oh yeah, those, those are some real creeps. Um, Cardiff, who do you think is the biggest creep in the world today? Hmm. hmm. Definitely not Patrick Kane. <laughs> no, you're not, you're no. not voting for Patrick Kane? No, I am not. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, who I brought today as my biggest yes. creep. Well, uh, I, I appreciate uh, both of you taking the time. Carl, uh, I thought that this would be a fun way to celebrate 10 years of the, of the Black Cast. And it sounds like uh, when you get to 10 years of Who Are These Podcasts, you will not be analyzing your first episode because it would be too painful for you to listen to. And uh, I think that this experience probably reinforces that for yourself, you know. Frankly, it's a little bit weird to goof on the show with the host of the show. So <laughs> it's a bit a little, a little different than usual. Yeah, I know, because I, I feel like there it could have been worse. But I tell you, anything that was in your head, I that was like 10, 10 times worse in my head listening to myself back. Oh, I believe uh, it. I believe yeah. it. I, I would have been much more brutal if you weren't staring at me, though. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, I think that would have been too much, you know. But, um, <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Well, uh, I and I appreciate uh, when you've had me on uh, Who Are These Podcasts. I, I've actually found another show that I'll, I'll tell you about that I don't think you've done yet. That uh, uh, a show I'll tell you about off air, but it, it's the rare show where they have really good guests, but the hosts are so bad that the show is still terrible. And, uh, you know, a lot of times a good guest can really prop up a show. You know what sure. I'm talking about, Cardiff, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Cardiff, let's start with your plugs. Where can people find you? And, uh, and, uh, what else would you like people to know about Cardiff electric? Just, we, we, we were in a desperate attempt to get the subreddit surfing YouTube channel up and running. So, uh, everyone subscribe to the subreddit surfing YouTube channel. Live shows will be on my YouTube channel until we can get that one up and, uh, and, you know, monetized for live streams. Yes. And what's but your yes. Patreon Cardiff? Patreon.com slash Cardiff Electric. 
I uh, I listened to uh, an episode you did about a year and change ago with a mutual friend, uh, Eric Nagel, and uh, I really enjoyed your conversation with him because he had absolutely no idea what to make of you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that made it that much more fun. And I wish, uh, I, could release Car- the, I, wish I could release what we talked about after. That was fun. <laughs> oh, I have so many conversations with Iraq that uh, he's, as soon as we stop recording, I'm like, Oh boy, this would be a great show <laughs> at yes. that point. Uh, and Carl, uh, where can people find everything that uh, that you're involved with these days? Whoarethese.com is the best place to go. We put all of our videos up there. We have a YouTube channel that uh, we put a lot of work into. And uh, you can get the links to our Twitter and in the subreddit and the Discord server and all those fun things. Thecreepoff.com is uh, also a website people can go to. And I just subscribed to subreddit surfing on youtube thank you thank yes you. Oh, would you like a fun fact christian i i would love a fun fact i know carl likes fun facts he does it, yes it's actually eric nagel that introduced me to who are these podcasts really you didn't yeah. know the show before i did not uh, know before. the show before eric nagel mentioned it so i have eric to thank for this okay good, good thank, to know. thank or blame yeah, because yeah. you used to you used to just call in and say the name of a, a really good friend of mine actually zia i used to work at after buzz tv she was a yeah, her career has gone a lot farther. Uh, she used to be a regular on the black cast. So uh, I'm very happy that uh, she's doing much better than that at, at this point. But uh, that's what you used to do, right? You just used to call, uh, leave messages and just say her name or something like that. I did a little more than that, but I think that's the way you want to remember it. Sure. <laughs> and you also liked Giddles uh, as well. I, yeah. I, you know, I think, uh, yeah, we're all big fans of everyone uh, over there uh at uh at, it's eric nagel but uh this is the black cast this is 10 years of the black cast and uh i think what i would have said 10 years ago is uh i don't know why you would tune in next week i don't know why you've been tuning in for 10 years but thank you and uh we uh we hope to continue the celebration with uh, some more fun things in the weeks ahead including the return of the aforementioned Coltrane, Ken Walter. He and I are going to analyze the Casey Anthony documentary on Peacock. And uh, uh, so uh, people that don't know Ken, he's a a huge fan of Casey Anthony, uh, even after everything we know about her. So uh, he'll have an interesting take on that. But that's all the time we have. Thanks to Carl. Thanks to Carter. Thanks to everybody. We'll see you next time on The Blackcast. Thank you for listening to The Blackcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. That's B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. Like The Bladcast on Facebook, follow at Bladcast on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, the man responsible for what you just heard is on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D- M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on the Bladcast. Hope I'm saying this right. The Bladcast. Firestar, over here. Coming, Cyclops. This is our other new member, Wolverine. Hiya, doll. Want a piece of fruit? Bye, everybody. Goodbye. I love how uh, Carl, your show has so much more show after you play the outro. There's like 20, 30 (laughs) minutes sometimes. I don't have as much to add here, uh, except I am going to let people hear the entirety of Blackcast episode one. And if you weren't watching the video, you missed uh, Cardiff mugging for the camera. Uh, And so that might be worth the video version. But uh, for our audio listeners, uh, you heard us talk about it. 
Strap yourselves in and get ready for Blackcast episode number one. Oh, yes. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never starts. This is Blackcast, or lack of a better name, which is the official full title of this little audio experiment. You've been so good enough to hit play on or even download to your mobile device. Thank you for that. We will call this the Blackcast for short, but not because that's a great name or even a particularly good name, just because we have to call it something. But if you have a better name, I want you to send me an email at blatcast at gmail.com. Do you think I assume you all know how to spell my awkward Danish last name? Yes, I do, but I'm going to tell you how to spell it anyway. So that's B-L-A-D-T, cast, at gmail.com. And don't think just because I took the 30 seconds to create a Gmail account, it means I'm married to that title. I'm uh, willing to give you full credit if you come up with a better title, um, preferably one with money in it. No, not not necessarily. You can also post on the message board. I, I assume that I'll get the guys to create uh, some kind of podcast thread over there. But you can always find me on Twitter at ChristianDMZ. But uh, I know Twitter's not for everyone. I was very resistant for a long time myself because it just seemed so annoying. But uh, it does help uh, get some messages out there. And there's some very funny people to follow on Twitter, including Christian DMZ. Well, anyway, welcome to the first of what will be occasional podcast for me and the rest of the gang here on the Dennis Miller Show. Eventually, I'll probably rope guests into coming on once in a while. But I figured no one should have to suffer through the first show, except, of course, people who are already being paid to be here. So thanks, guys. Thanks early. Um, I will uh, warn any of you who've already gotten these few minutes in, if you already don't like me on the show, this is probably, no, this is definitely not going to win you over. Uh, If you think that there's too much of me and not enough Dennis on the show, this is definitely going to annoy you because uh, there'll be no Dennis on this. Uh... It'll be almost entirely me, but I will have the accompaniment of three amigos who are also here at the show. You'll uh, get the chance to hear more from them. You know, you always hear so much about them, but uh, you don't really get to hear them say much except the occasional Leah growl for affection and attention that his own loved ones do not give to him. But we try, and we are going to have... In a few moments, we're going to have some nerd talk with Agent Starling, a.k.a. Will Sterling. We'll chase that with some guy talk with Ken, a.k.a. Coltrane. And then we will round out this 30-minute, or as close as we can get to it, extravaganza, with a very special segment just for our own Liev, David Bujenski. And yes, that's his stage name, David Bujenski. Obviously, he chose that for show business. But... Before any of that, we'll get to the first segment of the show called, fittingly enough, Because Nobody Asked. And because nobody asked, I'm going to tell you who I think will win some of the Oscars and uh, in the cases that it's different, who should. Um, There's uh, obviously quite a few pictures nominated for Best Pictures. 
Ordinarily, I would call them films or movies, but since it's not best film or best movie, I must refer to it as a picture. Uh, and this movie, Amore, it, if you heard, I had no idea what that movie was before Leonard Malton came on our show and talked about it. That sounds like the most depressing bummer of a movie. It might be amazing. It's also in French, so I know I will never see that movie. It could win if it wants to, but, uh, you know, go ahead. Try to win a more. But uh, I thought uh, Argo was good. I will need to uh, see The Beast of the Southern Wild. There's a DVD sitting at home one of these days. I liked Django Unchained, but it's uh, I don't know that it's a best picture. Uh, Les Mis, that's all right. Sorry, Larry O'Connor. But uh, it, it wasn't that great. I mean, if you really want to say see Les Mis, wait for the touring company to come to your town. Don't uh, If you like Russell Crowe, do yourself a favor and don't see that movie because it'll be really hard to look him in the eyes again in a movie. Uh, Life of Pi, I, I can't see that. I, there's just something about it. When I saw the trailers the first time, I'm just like, well, it's Boat Tiger. It's a movie about a guy and a tiger with a boat. That's probably not for me. Lincoln will probably win. It's okay. I enjoyed it enough, but uh, how exciting can sequences of people voting in the House of Representatives be? Now, granted, it's much more compelling than if we made a film of that today, but, uh, you know, mostly because of the Whigs. I think the Whigs are what really make the Senate scenes work in, uh, in Lincoln. Uh, I would say Silver Linings Playbook was the movie I enjoyed the most of all the nominees, but uh, that's certainly... That's more of like a, a movie that you know you and your girlfriend go see and you talk about how it was a lot better than you expected it to be and everybody was good in it, but that's not a uh, best picture. And uh, Zero Dark Thirty I thought was good. It shall not win. Why? Because I say so. There's all the uh, best actor, actress, supporting actor, actresses, you know. All those categories have someone from Silver Linings Playbook. I think Jennifer Lawrence is probably the most likely to win one of those. But uh, Bradley Cooper, he's a great actor. He's my second favorite face in the A-team, obviously, after a friend of show, Dirk Benedict. But uh, he will not win Best Actor going up against Lincoln. If for any reason Lincoln doesn't win, it's probably going to have to be Hugh Jackman because you should never mess with Wolverine. But uh, I don't know. I uh, think that uh, the supporting actor categories... They love De Niro, and it's been a while since people have seen De Niro in a movie where they didn't feel embarrassed that they were watching De Niro in a movie. But it's probably going to go to Tommy Lee Jones uh, just because he's wearing a wig. I mean, that uh, goes a long way. See what I said two minutes ago. But uh, Christoph Waltz, I think, was the best. I've seen all those movies, and uh, he was great. Django is a very flawed movie, an overly long movie, an unnecessarily violent movie. An unnecessarily N-word containing movie, but that's not for me to say. But uh, I thought that uh, Christoph Waltz was great. He was definitely the best part of that. And uh, best supporting actress, obviously, Sally Field, not because she's wearing a wig, but because everyone around her is wearing a wig. Uh, I think for best director, David O. Russell could indeed win for Silver Linings Playbook, but they do love them some Spielberg. That's how I say it. Spielberg. They love them some Spielberg, and they love them some Lincoln. So uh, I think that's probably the smart money if you're filling out your Oscar pool in your office. Uh, if you're, if I'm wrong about all these, I don't expect to pay you any money. So if you, if I am right about them, you can keep your money. That's all right. 
Uh, and finally, the last one we'll talk about is uh, Best Original Screenplay. I thought Moonrise Kingdom was a great little film, but I always like quirky Wes Anderson movies. Um, I have not talked much about Flight, the Denzel Washington plane crash movie. Actually, it's an AA infomercial masquerading as a plane crash movie. So uh, be warned, you will be dragged in and uh, you will not be entertained. There's some great performances, especially John Goodman, but uh, I am turned off by that movie for the very simple reason that we are well past the point in Denzel Washington's career where we should be seeing his naked ass. That time was probably Malcolm X, maybe Training Day, but we do not need to see that now. So uh, I think we could have used a stunt ass, but uh, he will definitely not win best ass in a movie. But uh, so that's not what I think should win for screenplay. I think uh, Moonrise Kingdom was just the most inventive original, but uh, I could see giving it to Tarantino because Django was indeed unchained. So again, that segment was called because nobody asked and I ran with it. You really didn't care what I thought about any of these movies. But some of you, and I'm going to say not most of you, but some of you actually listened. And I appreciate that. What I will appreciate even more is those of you that stick around. Because after this little interlude, you're going to get some nerd talk with my friend, all of your friend, anyone who calls into the show and gets call screened, your friend, William Sterling a.k.a. Agent Starling, and myself, right after this. Hey, Bob. How we doing, man? It's been a while, man. Life's so rad. This man's my favorite, man. Well, now we're going to have a little nerd talk here on the... Blatcast, or lack of a better name, podcast. That's not too clunky of a title, I don't think. But uh, joining me to agree with the fact that I don't think that's a clunky of a title is your friend and mine, Agent Starling, William Sterling. That's my drum roll. That is a great myself. drum roll. Where where can we find you on Twitter? Now, you have <laughs> double underscores. Yeah, I got two underscores. It's Will underscore Sterling underscore. And if you forget that second underscore, you're going to get somebody else. You're going to get, you? yeah, you're going to get somebody you don't want to talk to. You're going to, it's probably some old guy. But follow. you're somebody we do want to follow on, on the Twitter. I am, yeah. You're a part of the Twitterverse. I'll give you a follow back. I'll give you a holla back, follow back. Holla back, follow back. Follow back. Will you be somebody's follow back girl or is that uh, pushing it? Yeah. Oh. Only today, Thursdays. Only Thursdays. Only Thursdays. Well, yeah, yeah, this yeah. might not go up till Friday, so that's going to confuse everything. <sighs> okay. Well, the next week. We'll <laughs> the next Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's talk about something very important, young yes. man. You, me, William Sterling, whom I've talked about sci-fi, comic books, and and all the, all the sort over the. Uh, you've worked here for two years now. <laughs> Just a little over bit two more. Years a little now. bit yeah. more than two years. Yeah. Uh, you've recently become enraptured in the clutches. Of the evil Doctor Who. He's and not you, He's not evil. You have to explain okay. to me how you let this happen. I'm very disappointed in you. How could this <laughs> have happened? It happened <clears throat> sort of by mistake. Everybody that I know is obsessed with this show. 
And they're like, oh my gosh, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. You have to watch it. So I asked a friend who's a big, big, big fan where I, where I should start. And she said, don't start with the like don't, don't start in 1963. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's where, probably. You know, the TARDIS is made of paper mache <laughs> in the background is like a diorama for some kids like third grade school project. <laughs> and uh, so she said, start with the, the reboot with Christopher Eccleston in 2005. And I did... And I couldn't get into it for like 10 episodes. So I just put it on in the background and did other things right. and like put away Christmas decorations and baked and did random stuff, chores. Because you're a real Susie homemaker. Because I'm a Susie homemaker. Yes, well, we work are. in the morning, Christian. We're house hubbies. Absolutely. We have no, no. duties. Once we That's- get home- <laughs> we got to have their bourbon ready when the wives come home. You know what I'm saying. And if I if I don't have the one big, perfectly square ice cube in the middle of that yes. drink, I get it thrown in my face. <laughs> That's right. I Oddly enough, throw... your wife drives over to my house to throw the drink in my face if yeah. you make a bad drink. Right. My wife goes to your Remember house. Remember that, uh, that door I walked into yesterday? That was an old-fashioned, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. That was indeed an old-fashioned. <laughs> anyway, anyway so, so you have time around got, the house. Yeah, and so the show's on in the background, and it's hokey and lame and silly. And this one episode pop, like, popped up. It was like number 10 or something that was like really creepy. And it actually was the only one to make me want to sit down and find out what was going on. And so because of that episode, I was like, this is kind of interesting. And that sort of built to the end of that season. And so this I was watched still the rest with Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Yes. Eccleston, sorry. And I watched the rest of that season, and uh, it was good. I liked it. And then it ended with the new Doctor being introduced, which was David Tennant. He's not the Doctor anymore. Right. Well, um, he's the one that people in the like modern the era, favorite. they like love him. Right. And, uh, you know, my problem with Doctor Who is always, it's going back to those old ones that I would see when I was a kid. And my mom would watch a lot of sci-fi on TV. I mean, I grew up watching the original Star Trek, which has atrocious special effects in pretty much every instance that a special effect is used. But Doctor Who, the episodes that I would see, having been made, you know, 10, 15 or more years after Star Trek, had worse effects. And I'm like, I couldn't (laughs) get past it. And uh, at one point he wore a scarf, and I'm just like, I don't know if I can get behind a superhero with a scarf. Now I know Harry Potter wears a scarf. He's not a superhero. Th- gonna, exactly. Yeah. Well, neither he, of them are superheroes. I mean, we're nerds, but Harry Potter's like, he's he's not cool. I don't Do like I Harry need Potter. a scarf? Is that the problem? No, you don't need a scarf. Well, that's the thing is like the modern doctor, the hip cool doctors. Yes. And the current one, his name is Matt Smith. He's but he has a bow tie. Like 30, yeah. So, so he's, he's is young. He, is he rocking the bow tie? He's trying to bring it back. He's rocking the bow tie. I think like, he's even Tucker, Tucker Carlson gave up the bow tie, though. But because Tuck Tuck has that like sort of smarmy, like hey, kind of look That's with the true. bow tie. That's a good. The point. doctor's quirky and weird, and he travels through space and time. If Tucker Carlson could travel through space and time in a blue police call box, and we don't know that he can't. He, by the way. If he could, if he yeah. showed up in the studio in his TARDIS and was like, "Hey," I'd be like, "Put the bow tie back on, <laughs> Tucker. <laughs> you are the doctor." So the only modern Doctor Who episode that I've seen, I I guess they were showing them on BBC America and I was home, you know, at 11 in the morning because our day ends pretty early, as we mentioned. And I saw one with David Tennant is about to start. And I'm like, all right, well, this is the one that everybody says is great. Let me watch this episode. And I, I've been told since that I picked a terrible one to do, which right there is a problem. It's like, well, if it's so good, any one of them should be good. But I picked apparently a Christmas episode, and he's on a spaceship, which happens to be called the Titanic. And I just he, watched that and one. And he's heard of the Titanic. Yeah. And there's a lot of Kylie Minogue in that episode. That yeah. is not going to be good for me. 
and uh, the the robots in it were really bad. I mean, it was like rubber C three POs. They you know? they don't really get better than that. Oh, they I'll don't. Tell you that. <laughs> so if you weren't into those robots, right. you're probably never gonna be into them. Um, right. There's a point to it though where you're just like I just you just sort of give up and accept it for being campy. Yeah. And like my friend was desperate to get me into Battlestar Galactica. I know we right. talked about we've that, talked the about reboot. this off air, yeah. but I couldn't do it because it was so serious. They were like it's everything very was serious. super serious. Yeah. And the effects were just okay. They weren't horrible, but for no, no, they FX are just okay. It was, it was yeah, okay. It, yeah, it was for the sci-fi channel. Sci-fi, yeah. and but then Doctor Who was like campy and bad effects, but it was like enjoyable campiness that was like not yeah. taking itself seriously. So I was like, I can do this. But if it was super serious, like yeah. sometimes Doctor Who episodes pop up where they're really serious, and I'm like, I, it's kind of I need somebody to say something silly with a British accent to make me. Oh, okay, there we go. There, there it, it is. I, there it is. Yeah. Well, you and I talked about uh, Battlestar Galactica and the problem was that it was too serious for you and i think you said you watched the miniseries and like 10 episodes yeah right? I tried. so you you know you gave it the try and it's like if you weren't one over at that point i don't think you'll be one over it uh does not really get much more lighthearted. it gets a lot serious a lot more serious and really uh a lot harder to follow and at a certain point when they're trying to wrap up the story you're like well they didn't plan that there's <sighs> no way that that's what they planned when it started but they're pretending they did right but uh, i mean i enjoyed it but I think we may just uh, agree to disagree, but I do know that our DMZ members are very passionate about Doctor Who. There's a few. Rob Lorch has been messaging me on Twitter, being like, this Sunday, BBC America, watch all these Christmas specials with all the old doctors. you got to do it. And I'm like, I'll, I'll try. I'll be there. If I have BBC America. Do you not have BBC America? I don't know. Do, is that included it's a, it's on It's like, like a digital basic? cable. Yeah, it depends. Okay. You probably have to pay extra. It's an okay. extra tier. But, uh, yeah, I, I know that a lot of them will probably want to weigh in on this topic. I feel like this is not the last time you and I will talk about Doctor Who. Uh, well. Unfortunately for some of the people. <laughs> the Doctor always comes back. Yeah. So he'll come back to this conversation. But maybe it'll be a different Doctor, a different guy. Maybe Tucker Carlson will be the next Doctor. I, Have they ever had an American Doctor? No. I don't know. That would I've be, decided that that's my goal. Is to be the next Doctor. Yeah, Who. I want to be the first American Doctor. Well, any of our DMZ members who want to weigh in on this, they can write to the aforementioned blatcast at gmail.com. But speaking of there never being an American Doctor Who, let's talk about the British Superman that we're about say, to get. Yeah, We're going to get a British Superman. How do you feel about that? I, I like I like Henry Cavill. I like I didn't know his stuff before. Yeah, I still don't actually. What else did he do before the movie The Immortals, which essentially looked exactly like Three Hundred, but it was oh, a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. different with Mickey. I almost said Mickey Rooney is the bad guy. So, <laughs> By the way, how amazing that would, would that be! Have dressed up as Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm a fat, a skinny that, Santa. That thing that uh, Carvey always says when he does the Mickey Rooney is like, "I was the number one star in the world." <laughs> Number one, <laughs> something like that. that. But it was Mickey Rourke was the bad guy in Whoa. some like you know ancient Greek movie that was so it was weird. But he was okay. I mean, he's a cool hero uh, and he f- kicks ass well. And so uh, he's got a good face for Superman. He has the perfectly square jaw. I mean, it's like when you see that guy, you're like, I'm jealous of you. <laughs> he looks like Superman. Well, we already have a British Spider-Man. So you know, we, do. we, we just had. Three movies of a British Batman. Right. You know, but we have an American Sherlock Holmes now. We stole that. Is Robert Downey Jr. Oh, we do. That's right. So I, I, like I was thinking of the t- the two TV shows. Obviously, I wasn't well, the new of the one. one yeah. I was thinking Which of the good. one on CBS and then the BBC one. I uh-huh. forgot. Yes, of course, there was an American Sherlock Holmes. So it's like some kind of exchange program. Right. Would you say that Superman is the movie that you're most excited for? Yes. The Hands entire down. year. Oh yeah. 
I am most excited about A Good Day to Die Hard, which will only okay. be out in a month, less than a month. Yeah. Very excited. I don't even know if it'll be good, but I, I guarantee I'll be so... Yeah, exactly. We're going to get some yippee Kaye. There's going to be stuff blowing up. That's fine. You know the tagline for the movie, right? What's that? yippee Kaye, Mother Russia. Oh, yes, it yeah. is. That's right. <laughs> uh, so that's what I'm personally looking forward to, but together, you, myself, and the other guys on the show... What movie are we collectively looking forward to? Pain and Pain. Gain! Yes! I'm so excited. I don't think that comes out until April. April. Yeah, yeah, so we've got a long time to talk wait. about Pain and Gain. It's going to be awesome. It's definitely going to be awesome, and uh, we will uh, talk about that in the future. But I'm going to thank at William underscore Sterling underscore. At for... Will underscore Sterling underscore. It's not William. It's just Will. Oh, boy, I threw everything off. All I'm right, so it's, it's at Will underscore Sterling underscore boom there it is <laughs> boom <laughs> there it is and uh he'll he'll be back whenever we do another one of these and we'll be back in a moment we'll switch gears entirely might even say that we're going into hyperspace Ooh. or warp factor one to get away from references like that we'll have some guy talk with our friend coltrane also known as ken but really known as coltrane right after this Welcome back. Time for a little guy talk. It's a better way to cleanse the palate after all that nerd talk. We're going to talk sports with our very own Coltrane, Ken Walter. We'll just call him Coltrane for Coltrane purposes. How you doing, Coltrane? Not bad. Not too bad. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Now, we were talking before we came back about how you don't have a Twitter or anything to promote. So if people are looking for more Coltrane, this is the only place they can come to find you, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. I I got to be honest, I don't really get Twitter. Like, if you're I, I don't know a, if I get it either. <laughs> if you're just a regular person, Twitter just doesn't really make a lot of sense. I mean, if you're famous, sure. Like, it, it makes a little sense. You can say something stupid and everyone can get, like, upset about it. But if you're not, I don't know. It's just tough. You're a big-time radio personality, though. So you might have to add Twitter. Maybe sometime later this year, you're going to realize, man, there's a demand for Coltrane on Twitter. I do say a lot of profound things. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they're usually not on the radio, but we hear them. It's exactly. Right. We hear them during the break. I say them to the people, the people <laughs> that do. I'm close to, not everyone. And clunky transition. The people you're closest to are uh, Boston area sports teams. So obviously, uh, very disappointed in the uh, Patriot Raven outcome. First question, are you going to watch the Super Bowl? In fact, I will not be watching the Super Bowl. I will find something other, to, other than that to do, probably involving... I don't know, alcohol, um, going to the beach, because I love the beach. It's probably a great day for the beach, if I had to guess. It probably is. We were talking about this uh, after the show one day and how I was imagining that's probably like a great day to go to Disneyland if that's your thing. Sure. Coltrane would rather go to the beach. Don't blame him. Well, I mean, we live in Southern California, so women still wear bikinis all year, year round. round. Yeah, there will be ladies at the beach and uh you know, easier to find ladies in bikinis at the beach than it would at Disneyland. So, probably <laughs> a better place to go. So that yes. seems like a uh, a a good way to go. But uh well, that that was, you know, that was a disappointing start to the week, but today we're recording this show on uh Thursday the 24th of January. 
we had Terry Francona on and you got to talk to him. How was that? I know you only talked to him for a minute. I used to always talk to the guests for a minute, but I, I would relish some of those mints. I had some good mints with guys like Tom Hanks and stuff. Oh, yeah. First of all, Tom Hanks was a great guy to talk to for a minute. Yeah. But, um, yeah, talking to Terry Francona was, was nice. It was real quick because you don't want to get too fanboy. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Being from Boston, I know that a lot of people have gone up to him and just said thank you and just nice things. So I didn't want to get too in, inside on it. But, yeah, I did that. I was like, you know, I just want to say I appreciate everything. He was uh, very gracious about it. But, um, you know, it was nice. It was nice to actually get a chance to, like, say something to yeah. someone that I looked up to. So To just uh, thank him for, you know, you know, even if he had delivered the first championship, you'd still thank him now. But two? I know. Two was Come amazing. On. More than I absolutely <laughs> ever could have imagined. Just yeah. the one was great. I mean, you probably figured it was going to be another 86 years before the next one. And you're like, am I going to see the next one? And then three years later, boom, you saw. <laughs> in fact, yes. And I'm one of those people who had one of the Now I Can Die in Peace uh, t-shirts that came out after the 2004 World Series. Isn't that what uh, Bill Simmons called his book? He probably. called it something like that. Yeah, right. yeah. But that. So I'm wondering, did he get a piece of those t-shirts? Because if he did, that's so smart. That would be amazing, and I hope that he did. Yeah, because that was a great idea, <laughs> and I wish I had. had I hope. I hope the sports guy is a uh, is a is a good business guy. So that's good. You got to talk to uh, Terry, and uh, how did you feel Terry did on the whole? Uh, do you think he should have been fired at the end of that season? Was it time for him to move on? You know, it's tough because I actually think he made a good point. He said that he just thinks after a certain amount of time, people start to tune you out. And I kind of think that that's what happened. I would love to still have him. I think he's great. I'm I'm hopeful that things will turn around with uh, John Farrell. But I, I would have liked to have him stay. But I, I understand that it just at a certain point. They felt like they had to, yeah, yeah, exactly. They they didn't, they weren't listening to him anymore. Uh, at what point last season did you think hiring Bobby Valentine was a bad hire? The day that he was hired, <laughs> the day before he even did the press conference, you're like, yeah. When I first heard that ownership wanted to interview Bobby Valentine, I said, no, that is a terrible idea, and God, I hope they don't do it. Now, what I said to Red Sox fans is. People probably know, some of you know that I'm a Mets fan, so I know Bobby Valentine. I know Bobby Valentine, uh, particularly from the end when it did not go well. Uh, I didn't think that was going to be his first year with the Red Sox. I thought that there was going to be, you know, a month or two where things were going well, and they're like, yeah, he's a character, because we liked him for a while. But no, it went right to the part where everybody hated him. It's like he skipped that part. It's like he doesn't have that, he doesn't have that gear anymore. He just goes right into fifth, and fifth is, you know, basically douchebag miles per hour yeah he just doesn't look it takes a certain temperament to be a manager in boston i'm aware of that i understand that that boston fans were all a little bit crazy we're all very intense and so not every not just everyone can do it not everyone can play in boston not everyone can manage in boston and there was nothing about bobby valentine that made me think he would be successful handling the fans the players the media everything in boston even though he was in new york is different and there was just nothing about that that I thought I thought was going to work at all. And so you have uh, good expectations for John Farrell coming into the year because it can't be worse, right? That's basically yeah. what it comes down to. I'm not <laughs> I'm not necessarily sold that he's the right answer. I kind of wanted them to go in a different direction, but I think that the players at least respect him, which will be big because the players didn't respect Bobby Valentine. Right. So I think that that'll help, and a lot of the pitchers developed a little bit when he was around. So I'm hopeful. So we're a few a uh, few weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Uh, are you uh, following the Celtics and or Bruins, or does it not matter until they make the playoffs for you? 
It's a little bit tougher. I've been following – it's early in hockey season, but I have been following the Bruins pretty pretty strongly the first three games, and uh, I, I think they're off to a good start. I like where they're, I like where they're headed. Um, the Celtics, it's tougher because I can't see every game. So, you know – Because you'd I, have to get that NBA pass or right. whatever, yeah. So it's like I, I watch them occasionally when they're on, but not always. It's, it's more as the playoffs are getting closer, as things are kind of winding down, that, that's when I get a little more intense about it. Yeah, the NHL and NBA playoffs are uh, definitely the time where I, I pay a lot more attention to either of those sports. Uh, with the NHL, it's it, as long as there's good teams in it, uh, it can be exciting. The uh, the NBA finals, uh, it really depends, or not even the finals, but the playoffs. It really depends on on who gets into it. So we'll see. But we're a long way away from that, aren't we, sir? Well, yes. In fact, we are. Although I kind of like the fact that the NHL season started so late. Because the games it, games mean a lot more now, yes. and it's a much shorter season. It, it always starts too early. The fact that it starts the week of the World Series, I'm like, just wait. Right. In fact, you know, and, and it's it's funny because that's how bad the NFL, uh, the NHL's timing is, is that they start their season like right, like I think the day before the AFC and NFC championship games. I'm like, All right, so you're just always trying to play second or third fiddle to what people are going to be watching in the sports world, but. Uh, it is nice to have it back. I, I can't wait to see some highlights of uh, the best fights. But uh, that's what I look forward to from the no, NHL. I, look, the fights are actually pretty good. I, I know some people get mad about the fights and everything, but the fights are actually pretty good, and there's a strategy involved in them. It's not just fighting for fighting. It's fighting to get your team motivated. It's fighting because someone goes after one of your players. There's, there's reasons behind it, so it actually makes sense. But I think that the skill level in hockey got a lot better. A lot of the younger guys are a lot faster now, so... It's it's more fun to watch a little bit longer than just the playoffs for me. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And sometimes the reason for fighting is just to kick a guy's teeth out. And I think that's, you know, I don't know if there's better reason than that. I mean, look, every once in a while, it is just two guys who don't like each other. It's nice <laughs> because it's, they just like stand up toe-to-toe. They look at each other, say, let's drop the gloves. They do. They fight for a little bit. All done. All done. And speaking of all done, this has been our guy talk segment. Again, I'm going to try and come up with better names for all this stuff, and uh, we welcome your suggestions at blatcast.g. No, blatcast at Gmail. I said at first. <laughs> it threw everything off. I'm used to Twitter. Blatcast at gmail.com, and uh, again, we can change that address if we change the name to something better. But uh, we thank Coltrane for his time, and when we continue, we're going to have a very special segment with our own Liev right after this. It's Tebow time with David Bujenski. Why don't I get to do guy talk? Because you don't know that much about guy talk, really. I know a lot of guy stuff. Yeah? Like what? Ask me something guyish. Well, we're doing the antithesis of guy talk because you're going to rant and rave for exactly 60 seconds about how much you love the... What does anesthesia mean? Yes. The quarterback, the future quarterback... The future third-string quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, Timothy Tebow. This is Tebow time. Could be Arizona Cardinals. Several teams would want Tim Tebow. Uh, obviously, the Broncos are still in deep regret and crying that they got rid of Peyton Manning. Uh, or they got rid of Tim Tebow for Peyton Manning. What a huge mistake on their part. Wasn't that great? Did you see that game? 
Yeah, they uh, they uh, did not go as far in the playoffs as they did. No, how how many how many playoff games did Tim Tebow win last season? Did he win one or two? He won one. Yeah. How many and did Peyton Manning win this year? I believe he won none. And uh, how many intercep- interceptions did Tebow throw in a playoff game? Well, if he doesn't throw the ball, you can't really have an interception. He threw several. He threw for over three hundred yards that game. Thank you very much. With no interceptions, Peyton Manning threw two, two interceptions. Wow. So where does he go? Where does your boy Tebow go? Any team would be smart to take Tim Tebow, obviously. Uh, Florida would probably, any of the Florida teams would be smart to take him because that would skyrocket their ticket sales. But gosh, I'm even thinking the Patriots would be interested in Tim Tebow after Brady's performance uh, in the last game. All right, that has been Tebow time with David Bujenski. And this has also been the first ever Blackcast, for lack of a better name, podcast. See you guys next time. We're closed. No one's going to see this anyway, so I could admit this here. Right, Christian? Show!